Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. Hey there, Tomorrow's Leaders. As you know, I am an enormous proponent about the importance of leading yourself effectively. And when you figure out how to do that, it makes leading other people more easy. So the first step in this is living in alignment uh, and being mindful. Some of you may or may not be familiar with this concept. My guest today, Lori Andracchio, is an expert at this and brings a great amount of wealth, knowledge, and some really useful techniques that you're going to hear in this podcast. So she is the host of Off the Mat and is a yoga instructor as well as an artist who has studied mindfulness and living in alignment for many, many years and brings a lot of her uh, great wisdom and advice to you in this episode. So enjoy. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself, of course, and leading other people. I am John Larito, your host, here today with Laurie Andracchio, who's a great friend of mine, longtime friend, and uh, everything from an artist to a yoga instructor and practitioner and now host of a show called Off the Mat. Uh, Laurie, it is great to have you here. Oh, thank you so much, John. It's wonderful. So honored to be here. I appreciate it. And uh, I know we've we've been talking about getting together like this for a long time, so I'm glad to finally make it happen. We're sitting now in the beginning of 2021, thankfully past 2020, on to a bigger and better year. So happy new year. Same to you. Yeah. yeah Paved the way for something much brighter to happen. So you got yeah. it. Well, 2020 has been a transformational year for a lot of people. Uh, and I, I want to talk today. I know, you know, we were talking about the concept and this is something I think many people just don't uh, necessarily understand the meaning to, but living in true alignment. And uh, we'll talk a- about what that really means, but maybe a good starting point would be um, to really take us back to when you were first introduced to what that really even is, and then the difference that it started to make in your life. So why don't we start there? Great. Yeah. So <laughs> way back, wind it back. Um I was an athlete from probably birth. <laughs> so, and I think I always use some sort of mental imagery before like I was a gymnast, before I started a routine or something, I would picture it in my head almost innately and just go over and over it. So then fast forward to high school, I was very fortunate to have um, our swim team coach. I was a diver, not a swimmer, but um, mm-hmm. the swim team coach, brought in a wonderful man who did mindfulness training. It was um, visualization, breathing exercises, and it hit me like it just it exploded my world. It, it introduced me to the power of what your mind can do, what your thoughts can do, and um, how it can propel your reality. Uh, it, it was just wow. amazing. <laughs> It's it's amazing how sometimes one person coming into your life or a speech like that or, or somebody coming in does change your life. So now there are other people, I'm sure, in that in that team that that, that heard that that didn't do anything with it. But 
you did something with it. What did that start oh, sure. to look like? Where did, what did it start to impact? So, um, immediately, you know, of course, my performance as a diver, I remember one time in particular where totally just splat, <laughs> got the judges wet, everything. You could have fallen apart or practiced what I was taught by Marcus and stopped, breathed, let that go which is, wasn't an easy thing, honestly, but, and then continued from there and ended up winning. So ended wow. up from a failed dive, you know, and, and getting the judges wet <laughs> to just recomposing and winning. Wow. So, That's incredible. You know, and using that for tests, for speaking mm-hmm. engagements, for um, entertaining. When you went to the nurse, he, we did a little trick where, we slowed our heart rate down by breathing. So when we went to get a physical, they had a little fun and drop your heart rate and the nurse, it would freak her out. <laughs> Is that right? Wow. Like how, how low, how slow would you get your heartbeat down to? Pretty slow. I mean, I don't know the beats, but enough for the, you know, them to check and say, mm, are you okay? Like really. Wow. And so that translate into translates into a calmness too. So if you're nervous, you have the ability to, to stop, to breathe. Mm. And when that heart's racing, a breath is worth, it's golden. Wow. Well, I, I, I want to talk about that for sure. I, I know, you know, I've shared, I suffered from panic attacks for 20 plus years. I know how debilitating that can be. There's so many people with anxiety and, and just yeah. people even that don't have anxiety, but get nervous before presentations. So having the power to calm yourself and slow your heartbeat like that um, and also hit the reset button when you've had I, I, it's interesting I've always wondered I've watched professional athletes and sometimes you'll be watching a game or something and they'll, the, an athlete will make a horrible play or an error uh, or a fumble or whatnot and you're like wow how do they even recover but you'll watch them and their body language almost as though it didn't even happen and that's right. why they're as high level as they are. Exactly. So, you know, that's pretty amazing when you figured that out. Now, how hard or easy was it for you to learn to do that? Well, I mean, it's a practice. So you slip in and out of it. And there are times, I mean, still, I get overwhelmed and nervous. And I, But you go back to it. So it's an ongoing. And I think as much as you put into it, and I did practice a lot, mm-hmm. Um with different visualization techniques, with different, um, you know, even putting myself out of my comfort zone. And I remember auditioning for a play just because it was so out of my comfort zone and doing it and kind of killing it, but just the same, it took me to a place of, wow, that was really nerve wracking. So I call Marcus and I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) So that was something I needed to work on a little more. Yeah. Um, so it's a skill. It's not either. It's not just that you know how to do it or don't know how to do it. It's a skill, no, it's a skill. of being yeah. able to do it better and better. And I even take it to the dentist and talk about freaking somebody out. I can get fillings replaced or dental work done without Novocaine. Mm. And people say, well, your pain threshold's high. Like, no, that's not it. it. Just It doesn't hurt when you can relax and when you tense up it amplifies things. So when you can relax, it actually 
doesn't hurt. You might feel something, but then you let it go and it's gone. Really? So. That Now that's, I, I never would have thought that. First of all, you're talking to a guy who is the biggest baby in the world when it comes to going to the dentist. So uh, to all dentists out there, I, I fear you. But um, in reality, though, so you're saying that you can get it so that you relax yourself enough so you don't actually feel the physical pain or as much of the physical pain. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And again, it was learned. I don't know if I could jump in and have done that or, you know, maybe you can, it's up to you. It's all, um, but it, it, it can be learned. And if, um, you know, I, I work with athletes and some medical staff too, to help people when, you know, you say, shake it off, whether you're an athlete, whether you're going in for a procedure and they say, oh, just relax. Well, how do you relax? Mm. So giving people the tools allow them to relax. It slows your blood rate, your blood flow, the, mm -hmm. your heart's pumping, mm -hmm. you know, fewer pumps. So mm -hmm. if you're hurt, especially if you're injured, um, you're not going to be bleeding as much because your heart's not going to be pumping as much. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, but hard to learn in the moment. Mm -hmm. If you have a little practice at it initially, mm -hmm. when you're in those stressful situations, you can remind yourself, oh yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, I want to, I want to, I want to actually practice that if we can in a, in a minute. Oh, yeah. But a couple of questions before then. So, for the audience that doesn't really know, there's two phrases or words. One is is mindfulness. I've had people mm -hmm. ask, "What is that?" or "How would you describe that?" What's your definition of mindfulness? So, I mean, not so complicated. It's just honestly being where you are when you're in the moment. Um, not going back to the past and especially rehashing things, you know, maybe you messed up, maybe, you know, maybe it was something great you did, but it's, it's gone. It's, this is all you have is right now. So whatever you can do to bring yourself here. And if you're worried about what's might happen, first of all, it might not happen. The only thing you really have is the present. Mm -hmm. um, and in Kung Fu Panda terms, <laughs> <laughs> the present is a gift. That's yeah. why it's called the present. Yeah. Uh, I love that. The, the breath is a way to bring yourself to the present because you're here, your breath's with you. Mm -hmm. So if you can just observe that, it, it helps you to refocus mm -hmm. on what you're doing right now and enjoying it or yeah. you know, making it be the most it can be for you. Well, it's interesting because I, I talk also to, and I'm a parent, you're a parent. I talk to a lot of parents who are, are feel and recognize that there's times and it's and maybe, I don't know if it's worse or, or better with the pandemic where everybody's working virtually, but where they recognize and their kids recognize that they're not present physically, they're there, but mentally they are not, they're somewhere else. And you know, I, sure. I know I've been guilty of that many times where, especially uh, years ago, I just, I could not, it was so hard for me to focus on the present and be truly present, not just physically. Um, so I would imagine that helps everybody, not just, you know, people in business, not just people, not just athletes, but really everybody being present Absolutely. Is, yeah. is, a, uh, is probably an opportunity for most people. Yeah. And the other thing too, and if with all that's going on, um, you can be overwhelmed, you can be angry, you can be frustrated. And it's not that you're denying that, let it be, you feel it, 
but then kind of blow that away and just see what is actually in front of you mm-hmm. and and be with what is actually there and not what you're imagining because mm-hmm. a lot of times we just create it in our head mm-hmm. of what we yeah. think right is happening you know yeah well and I, 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 let me ask you this because there's another i always i thought of um there there used to be these three different kind of uh, dimensions. It was my past, my present, my future. But then you've also got, it's not just living in the present, but because there's many people that are are living in the present, but they're not in their own world. They're so tuned into social media and everything. And you see kids that are locked into their phones all the time that are living in the life outside of their boundaries of physically where they are. They're, they're, they're truly somewhere else, even though, and they're so concerned sure. with other people. How has that impacted people and what can people, what should people be thinking about in relation to that? So um, as far as just seeing all the, um, the stimulus on social media. Yeah. I'm just wondering if, is that, is, do you see that as a problem? Is that something that we can be? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, even, even so much, you know, forget trying to obtain, something that's unobtainable because a lot of times everybody puts out this spit shined image of what they're not really. And so if, if it triggers something in you where you feel less than or whatever it's bringing up for you, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like pointing out what you need to work on with anybody. So, um, I think with social media, it's it's a little more challenging too because there's a whole lot. When we were talking about alignment too, <laughs> this when you're constantly on constantly on your computer, constantly on. So one, your alignment, your physical alignment is coming in and hunching over. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts are going elsewhere. Yeah. So your alignment, um, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, is all over the place. Right. And you're closing down, shutting down a lot of the time. Yeah, not necessarily, but mm-hmm. a lot of times this is what's happening. Yeah. So, right. um, so let's talk about that. Uh, you know, being living in alignment—that's another one that you know. And I, I, I am a big believer in that. But again, there's many people that don't understand what that actually that concept means. How can you can you explain that to people? What does living in alignment actually look like? Or what is so, it? So, yeah, th- this is actually, I'm, I'm part of a, a group that meets um, monthly, and we've been doing it with one of my, another mentor of mine, um, Andy Domenico, and we've been practicing this. And what does it mean to be in alignment? Um, again, it's everything. It's a practice. So I need that community to help me, bring me back into alignment as well, which it's your thoughts, your physical body, your spirituality, is it all pointing in a direction that you want to go or are you scattered? Are your thoughts telling you one thing when you want to go in one direction? Um, you know, is your body language telling you another? Um, it's all, it's all connected. So what can you do? You know, it could begin with just reprogramming my, I love, um, affirmations and intentions. So reprogramming your thoughts, even something with little when you mess up and you call yourself an idiot or you call yourself whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> other kind of name you want to 
think about that, replace it with, Mm -hmm. you know, where are you trying to go? Are you trying to be powerful, um, loving, kind, whatever that quality is, tell yourself you are that. Mm -hmm. So replace all those and that you start reprogramming Mm -hmm. that ongoing, you know, it can be deep, that programming that you um, have ingrained and it goes down to yourselves. So if you can start with your thoughts, you you wouldn't talk to your children that way. Hopefully not. I mean, some people do, but think about how we talk to ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Is most in in alignment with what you want out of life are most people's self-talk uh negative or positive i think so (laughs) yeah Yeah. we tend to be really tough on ourselves right so how is are there are there techniques that you use or you recommend so if somebody is going into a big presentation and they're psyching themselves out and they're saying in their mind i guess the first thing is they've got to be listening to their self-talk and be aware of it but if they're telling themselves, oh, I'm going to screw up. I got all these people here. I'm going to screw up. I'm going to forget what I'm going to say. I'm going to get flustered. What techniques yeah. can they use? So first thing, take a breath. Kind of assess where you are. So you don't want to deny all, all that's going on. So kind of take a few breaths and, oh, notice. Because you might not even realize the tension that, you're creating in your body, you might not realize what you're actually saying to yourself in your mind. So take a few breaths just to notice and then take a few breaths to start clearing. So if you, a a simple, simple thing is just breathing in through your nose and try not to breathe into your chest is when we're nervous, we tend to be up here. So let it sink into your belly and let your, but you can even put your hands on your belly. Let that expand as you inhale. As you exhale, the belly draws in. And physiologically, and phys- it's, it's how your body works. So your diaphragm is pushing your breath out. So you're allowing yourself to breathe a little more naturally. Inhale down, belly softens. That brings the diaphragm down to bring more air in to your lungs. Exhale. Mm. So a few breaths just in and out through your nose. You don't even have to necessarily control it. Just Mm -hmm. breathe. So in and out through your nose or in through your nose, out through your mouth. So you can do in and out, in through your nose and out through your mouth, just a different technique in through your nose and out through your nose is a little more calming. If you need that, there's another one that I do that's in through your nose sigh through your mouth Mm. and that just lets everything kind of drop okay so three of those go a long way yeah and this just brings you down Mm. and it allows the heart rate to come down it allows kind of to shake things off so from there you can start breathing in think of your intention think of an affirmation Mm-hmm. You know, it could be, I got this. I know what I'm doing. You know, I, I'm powerful. I am anything that's, mm-hmm. and just start replacing. Yeah. It's interesting. Everybody needs, you almost need a mantra, a personal mantra that you yes. know gets you, you know, a, a lot of times mine is just, I'll, I'll look in the mirror before a presentation and I'll say, you got this. 
you know, whatever. And it's just something that triggers a certain reaction and you kind of train yourself to that. The breathing, I never really did that that much. And, And somebody introduced me to that. And many people have heard about that, but they kind of fluff it off. It really, really, really works. I mean, it's almost, if you do it right, it's almost impossible to be nervous and have your you know, anxiety high when you really do it right, because it just does such a great job of relaxing you and slowing your your breathing and your heart rate and everything and gets you in a better position to do what you're going to do. Yeah. And if you can start to pay attention a little bit more to how you're feeling, you might catch yourself at the beginning, mm-hmm. just feeling that tension coming on, feeling the nervousness, you'll start to feel your heart race. Mm-hmm. So before it gets too out of hand, bring mm-hmm. yourself back. And yeah. it's just such a simple thing mm-hmm. to yeah. breathe. And if you're, um, I do a lot, even when I'm teaching and sometimes <laughs> we'll kind of go in and out of poses and things. I'm like, wait a minute, how did I get here? Cause my mind flutters off sometimes and it does. Yeah. So I take a breath. I'm like, okay, I got this. Yeah. It's kind of easy when you do in a yoga class because like, oh yeah, yeah, let's just take a breath. (laughs) But exactly. But you do. And if you're speaking, you don't have to fill every second with words. Mm -hmm. So the pause sometimes it's helpful for the people hearing what you're saying to give them a chance to digest. Mm -hmm. But it's also helpful for you to realign and refocus. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right with that. It's very powerful. The pause silent moment in a presentation is very powerful when done at the right time and the right place. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I know people feel sometimes as though, and we've all made bad decisions at different periods of time. Uh, you think about decision-making and living in alignment also impacts that, that also has a lot to do with decision-making too. It affects decision-making. I guess that's a better way to say it. (laughs) Um, because I've seen people that have made, and and me included, where you make a decision that's a bad decision, you look back, you're like, wow, I just wasn't in the right mindset to make that decision. I had too many emotions going on, or I had too much stuff going on, or I, you know, and and you kind of think back and you're like, yeah, that was pretty, should have been obvious at that time. How do you help people with that? Or what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> the breath. <laughs> yeah. You know, Sometimes those moments where you make that bad decision, it's actually, you know, in the end, it brings you to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how can you, again, I think it comes down to taking that pause, taking that breath. Sometimes you have to take yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. I find myself, if any of you have teenagers, (laughs) sometimes you get into it and I find myself where you're just going back and forth and, and you're getting into this confrontation and it's not helping. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to step back. And I think even in the laws of physics, mm-hmm. opposite and equal forces, they make things more powerful. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a little bit of Kung Fu in my background too, that, you know, that physics part of it, where someone's pressing at you, if you draw back and spin and spiral, you're, you're taking the power away mm-hmm. from them and bringing it back to you. Mm. If you fight it, you're giving what, and it doesn't have to be a person. It could be the situation. Mm-hmm. You're giving it more power. So sometimes it just, 
you need to just drop back and mm -hmm. breathe. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And That's wait for, see, the thing when you start being mindful and in the moment and quieting your mind, because a lot of times there's all kinds of things going on in there, just chatter, chatter, chatter. When you start quieting, it starts to fall off and you hear your guidance. Mm -hmm. So whatever you believe in a higher power, whatever that is for you, mm -hmm. you can start hearing mm -hmm. what it's telling you to do. Yeah. Which would so, be more in alignment with your purpose. So, so let me ask you this selfishly, because this is my my issue. Is I it, my mind is going a million miles a minute, and I it's very very hard for me to slow my mind down and quiet my mind sometimes. And I I'm I'm wondering or guessing if the answer is meditation and learning how to do that. But what what advice do you give to people? How do you slow your mind down? So yeah, there's different ways. And with, um, say a yoga class, I think for, especially someone who's really is, um, their mind's really racing and they, they're just starting. So it doesn't have to be a yoga class, even it's some kind of physical activity kind of works the kinks out. And that's honestly what the movement is about in yoga. It's mm -hmm. not, showing off that I can put my foot behind my head or it's not really about how flexible you are. Although it is because that translates to your mind flexibility, mm -hmm. but it's for you personally, it, it, you store things in your body that um, emotions and in certain areas. So moving it around and opening it up is helpful. However you do it and bringing a mindfulness to that mm -hmm. when you move it helps you to be again in the moment mm -hmm. um, at the beauty of a yoga class at the end, there's a relaxation Shavasana, which is the hardest pose for a lot of people. And you're just lying there. Well, it's, if you understand why it's hard because you can hear all the chatter. Mm -hmm. So it's uncomfortable. A lot of times, because maybe you didn't notice it before. I'm like, oh my God, it's just firing off. Yeah. So my advice is, you know, when you do if, do something physical, kind of to wear yourself out in a way, mm -hmm. and then it's easier to sit or lie and do it for a couple minutes. You don't have to do it for an hour. Mm -hmm. It's a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. When it gets uncomfortable, sit with it a little, just a little more, mm -hmm. but don't make it so you're tightening back up and you're forcing it just, yeah. Yeah. you know, and so, focusing on something like yeah. a candle flame or something like that helps as well. Okay. That's good advice. Uh, by the way, Shravastava is my favorite part of yoga. I love yoga, but I love that ending where you get there, but maybe I don't understand the point of it. And that you bring up a great point. It's to clear your mind. What, what, or, or part of it, what, let's talk about yoga. First of all, how did you come about yoga? How did you, how did that come into your life? Well, yeah, as we, I guess, hinted on earlier, the um, visualization and meditation techniques that I was getting in high school, and it, I, kind of, I was always very fitness oriented and things, and I just stumbled on yoga, um, as it were. And it was it um, also, I guess it was in a gym, the one, and it was a very physical class, but there was something about it that was a little bit more. It was mm -hmm. like, Yes, this is physical, but the, the teacher 
just hinted because again, he had a little restrictions being in a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was the complete package. It was spiritual. It was um, physical. It was, it brought everything together for me and I was hooked. So wow. I did um, a teacher training not long after mm-hmm. I found that I, the things that I was learning, you say on the mat, you take them out into your life as I did when I was practicing with Marcus, mm-hmm. you use them for everything. So it was implementing the skills that I learned in yoga, you know, continuing to learn and grow and you know, whether right? it's a challenging pose that, mm-hmm. or a technique that's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, how can I take that and challenge myself in my life? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, so that's really, and I, I think a lot of people that, that uh, take uh, uh, take up yoga find that it does really make a big impact in your overall life. What what specifically, like how does it translate? How does it help outside for somebody that might be that that busy executive or something that feels like they don't have any time and wow, I can't really get to a yoga class. What can they expect to get from it if they are if they are willing to dedicate the time to it? <laughs> they can. Well, expect no expectations. <laughs> that's kind of, that's one thing I did learn is trying to um, not have expectations, kind of be open to what is being presented. Mm-hmm. So if you, that doesn't mean you just don't have a plan, but it's, I have to get this out of this. It might not look the way that you think. So, so you have an intention. I would say, if you haven't practiced yoga before, there are all different kinds of, of types. There's all different kinds of styles, teachers, try a bunch of different kinds. Um, never let anybody tell you, you have to move in a certain way. Some teachers will do that. You have to put your foot at this angle. You have to hold yourself in a certain way. I say, try it. If it doesn't work for your body, you do it your way. Mm-hmm. So there's certain, I guess, safety things as far as alignment in your body, but then it's that are kind of universal, but then it comes and it's personal because your body's different than anyone else's, the way it's put together. Mm-hmm. So the way I move isn't going to be the way you move. Mm-hmm. And um, the way I teach is trying to help you find your personal alignment. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how you feel in your body. So that's part of the the process. Part of the practice is bringing that sensitivity and that awareness to how you feel mm-hmm. all yeah. over emotionally, physically. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this doing? Is this excruciating or is this, that? Mm-hmm. it might be a little, there might be some discomfort, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be painful. So... So what about, and I will say, you know, that I, I've, as you know, I've done a little bit of yoga. I, I've not much nearly, uh, I've not done nearly enough, but I will say every time I've done it, I feel great afterwards. And I say, wow, I've got to keep doing this. Uh, yeah. For that person who might maybe have never done it before, uh, that might be intimidated by it because they're like, well, I'm not physically in the shape exactly. to do it. I'm not, phys- I'm not flexible. Um, what do you say to somebody like that, uh, to, to encourage them? What what could they, you know, how do they get involved? 
Yeah, well, that that's I think the biggest um, excuse that I'll get is I'm not flexible. I can't do yoga. Well, maybe I don't say should, but that's probably exactly the reason why you should do it mm-hmm. because um, one, it doesn't have to look any particular way. You don't have to look like the magazine covers, the Instagram posts of these extreme poses. A lot of them honestly aren't even healthy for your body. There's a lot of things. um, And again, the way I practice and the way I teach is to find what's right for your body. If you have a tiny little bend in whatever you're stretching or moving, and that feels good to you, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. So it's not about being a certain shape. It's about bringing your awareness into the moment and taking care of your body because I mean, we are human. We have, we have to take care of our physical bodies. Mm-hmm. So that translates into um, a whole lot. You know, you, you can perform better. You can live a better life. You can, mm-hmm. you know, stresses that happen when you're off the mat you say, Oh, wow. How did I, I breathed into this. I changed my alignment. I did something to help myself. You can take those things and use them. Mm -hmm. What about Um, now with, with, you know, not, not being able to necessarily go into a yoga studio physically mm -hmm. to go to a class. Is it the same if they're doing it virtually? Well, I mean, it's different, Mm -hmm. but you know, different's okay. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately the way I f- see it, I mean, definitely having a teacher, especially when you're starting is extremely helpful, but ultimately you're responsible for you in anything life. No one can do it for you. No one know, no matter how, um, educated you are about the human body and things that, and, and yoga in general, I don't know what's going on in front of, in your body. So I can suggest do it like this, but it's up to you to pay attention to how you're feeling. So you can do a video, you can do a virtual class. And I do a lot of virtual classes now. Um, So you kind of get that feedback. If you do have a question, you Mm -hmm. can ask a question. You don't have to be in complete silence during a yoga class, Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. but you try it out. And if it doesn't work for you, you change it to make it work for you or, it might not be the right style too. There's mm-hmm. very, very gentle. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, I do a yoga kickboxing class. So if you want to wow, sweat, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like I fun. blast the music and <laughs> you know, it's totally inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, cool. I had to have some fun. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Now I know keeps, also a few years ago, you started off the mat, uh, which is your yeah. TV show. So uh, what was that like? What, what got you to do that? What was that impetus? And uh, what was that start like? Well, talk about, yeah, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, I was actually asked to come in to talk about the health benefits of yoga on one of the medical shows. The voices in my head said, "Uh uh-uh, no way, no, (laughs) not going to do it. So I took a breath and said, oh, geez, I have to do this just because there was such strong protest in my head about doing it. So, um, yeah, like this is something I have to do. So before I gave myself the chance to say no, I said yes. <laughs> and after what I thought, cause those things came up for me as far as being nervous and I breathe, there was no prep, you know, I kind of went in, 
okay, talk about this and I'll talk about that. And I was like, okay, I had to use what I was taught (laughs) really in the moment to just, yeah, I know what I'm talking about here, but you do get a little flustered. Um, So after what I thought was terrible interview, the owner of the station came and said, do you want your own show? (laughs) Wow. You must have done pretty well. (laughs) Again, voices in my head said, oh, hell no. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, I said yes. And and it was live at the time. So that was a whole nother growth experience for me. You kind of have to let things go. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but it's so much more enjoyable. If you mess up, you let it go if you say the wrong thing. So the more I let myself be just who I am, yeah, take it or leave it, like it, don't like it. Yeah. The more fun it got for me, the better I think it, it came across. And it was just mm-hmm. um the growth was tremendous. Yeah. Well, it's funny, first of all, I you just uh, for, congratulations, first of all, because that's a huge accomplishment and it's a great show. Um, Thank you. And most that's something that most people, it would really scare them to death to think about doing, <laughs> hosting a, a show and a live show. And, you know, to your point, life is live. I mean, it's not like you hit a rewind button. I mean, every day and every moment of yeah. every day, we're living true life in a live fashion. So, uh, but you said something there that I think is really valuable and that's having fun. I mean, I think about, my, uh, a turning point for me in doing speaking engagements, and sometimes you're in front of thousands of people, it's intimidating. It can be really scary, but sure. I found that when I get myself in that mindset of just saying, listen, I'm going out there to have fun and I'm going to have a great time up here. And I know that if I have a presentation or a topic that I talk about that I can make fun and and have fun delivering it and talking about it, then it's going to be enjoyable and it's going yeah. to be a great experience. So I think most people put so much pressure on themselves and they they take themselves too seriously. They take the situation too seriously. And then it's, you forget yeah. that, you know what, we're doing it because we love doing it and it's a passion. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if it doesn't make you smile, why do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And, yeah. and, and that's not to say that you're not going to hit bumps and things along the way in every waking moment is not going to be rainbows and butterflies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, if most of your waking moments can be rainbows and butterflies, why not? I mean, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you start from going up and down these big ebb and flows to maybe a little yeah. more, you know, in right. alignment. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, and fun. I mean, I play games <laughs> on off the mat. I've been known to have, a very um, well-respected high-end, you know, physician come in and play operation just because, <laughs> you know, we play bop it just to shake it up and laugh and, yeah, you know, and it's a focusing um, tool also. They think when you're playing a game that requires some skill, especially if you're, you're trying to look, I don't know if you've ever played bop it, but you have to listen, oh, yeah. you have to, oh, yeah. you have visual cues and audio cues and you have to do things like it's yeah it's fun you have to it's focus yeah. yeah simon you know so have fun well life life should be fun well this <laughs> speaking of fun this has been a lot of fun i i know we're running short on time here and this time has flown by but it's been really it's been valuable for me personally i hope it's been oh. valuable i'm sure it has for everybody uh regardless of what their level of 
involvement in being mindful or living in alignment or their experience or lack of experience, I think they've taken away a lot. If you were to leave them with one thought and now going into 2021, kickstarting the year, whole fresh new year, um, whether it's a piece of advice or maybe a, you know, a mantra of yours or just kind of a way to think through things, what might that be? What would you leave them with? Well, <laughs> the breath, <laughs> you know, take, take a breath and see what, you know, dig down, maybe not so deep and see what resonates with you. Where, who do you want to be? Where do you want to, where do you want to go and have that be your personal mantra? So when the negativity, that chatter, that critic starts to come up and, you know, say hi to the critic, kind of be humored by the critic, be, and then send them along or her along the way and replace with that new programming. I am fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. It goes a long way. You yeah. know, stop, pause, take a breath. I am. Excellent. I do something it. different. Take yeah. a yoga class. Great, great words of wisdom. I uh, greatly appreciate you coming today. If people want to find out more about you yeah. or about what you do, about your show, how do they get a hold of you? So um, easiest place, find my website. It's laurieandriacchio.com. That's a whole lot of letters, but... <laughs> Sure. We'll put it in the, in the show notes. Out. Yeah. In, info. So L A U R I A N D R E A C C H I O dot com. There's links to YouTube. I have some videos that from very, very short practices to breaths, meditations to really long, we're not really long, but you know, a half hour, 15 minutes to an hour practices. You can do that. Um, there's links to Off the Mat and RVN TV. Um, social media, it's Kali Soul Art and Yoga, which is my brand. Mm-hmm. So there are a slew of um, yoga mats to help with affirmations um, that are inspired by my paintings and my artwork on the website. There's mm-hmm. you know links to everything. Excellent. We'll put all, all, say hi. We will put all that in the show notes. Uh, But this has been fantastic. I really (laughs) appreciate you coming and down the road a bit. We'll have you, I'd love to have you back on for kind of a part two. Thank you. Do a yoga practice. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we'll do that. We'll do a live one. That'd be great. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you so much, Don. It's such an honor. Thank you. Excellent. And thanks all all of you for joining today on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader with Lori Andriacchio, who is a an artist, yoga instructor, and also host of Off the Mat. All of her info will be in the show notes, so you can be sure to take a visit and check her out. Um, And stay tuned for more great stuff coming up in future episodes. As always, like, share, subscribe, go down below to the five-star rating, give us five stars, and let us know your thoughts and appreciate you joining today. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.